This Jersey girl has no filter. So are you getting a lot of hate? Yeah, a lot of hate. Bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> Welcome to BS with Bella. Hi, welcome back to another episode of BS with Bella, and I'm with Gina Bradley. Hello, Mrs. Bradley. Hello. Nice so to be here. What made you get into your paddleboard company? Like, I know you started this and now it's taking off. Like, how'd you get the name and how'd you get into it? Well, I first started Paddle Diva 15 years ago. My wow. kids were younger and <laughs> we had a lot of gear because my husband is really athletic. And I stepped on a paddleboard and I immediately thought, oh my God, this is something that could be so great for people on vacation or if they live here or whatever it is that they do um, during the summer or wherever there's water. So I immediately came up with this idea to start a paddleboarding business. And one night out at dinner, my husband and I were talking when I came up with the idea and he said, why don't you call it Paddle Diva? The reason he said that is because I use this word freely, like diva. I used to call it diva parking. My best friend in college used to say, oh my God, we need to get diva parking, which is like <laughs> the spot right in the front. This the spot right in the front of the place. Right. So that when you open the door, you know, you're divas. And <laughs> so I kind of use that term um, less for what it literally means, which is an opera singer mm -hmm. or somebody who thinks very highly of themselves um, and more for that term of somebody who's just fabulous. And nice. um, that's how I came up with the name. And so what made you like get into the paddle boarding company? I know you said it kind of just came up at dinner and you guys were athletic. Did you like ever like dabble in any other entrepreneurships? Oh, like yes creating a well, company? So I am entrepreneurial in, um, in my nature. I, you know, for sure when I, I lived in the Caribbean for five years after college. So I oh, got wow. a in politics from the university of Vermont and then quickly moved down to the Caribbean and hustled. I hustled mm -hmm. in tourism. I was a dive instructor. Then I sold yellow page ads on another Island. Like I kind oh, of wow. hustled. Okay. So I learned sort of that, what it takes you know, I never like, yes, I always worked for people, but I also learned how to hustle. Meaning when you got somewhere, you weren't just like, oh, I'm going to go find a job. Where's the nearest Denny's so that I can yeah. find a job. It was more like, whoa, this Island is a really cool Island. And it has a market where women aren't being taught scuba diving very well. And I'm a woman and I teach scuba diving. So yeah. I'm going to open the scuba diving shops, female division and nice. so I go for that kind of stuff. So that was sort of my spark into entrepreneurism. Um, college taught me a lot of amazing things. When I look back on those skills that it, I learned, um, speech, I, I took a lot of speech classes. Were you a business major that kind of helped you with this? No, I was a political science. science wow. So it's really funny. No, I just, but like, I took all the different elements of being in college. And I think that's what kind of poured into becoming more of a entrepreneur. So um, when you, you came know, up with the idea, did you start in your hometown or you kind of just was like always had like this idea to start like in a Caribbean Island. Oh, well, no, for Paddle Diva, wait, for, for Paddle Diva, I knew it would have to be in this hometown because mm -hmm. again, like when I was in the Caribbean, this market is so unique because yeah. we have every summer we have our, our population triples and it triples with incredibly high net worth individuals. And that particular demographic loves to be handheld. And yes. what we do in Paddle Diva is we take them out on hour long 
stand-up paddleboarding tours where they're taught how to paddleboard. And then they're also toured around and taken sort of on this voyage. That's so cool. One hour, because New Yorkers like to know how long is it? How much is it? What do I get from it? (laughs) It's one hour long. And out here we charge upwards of a hundred dollars a session, depending Mm -hmm. on if you do a group or if you do it as a private. Yeah. And, um, we, they get taught, they get comfortable, they get pictures and then they're on their way. Nice. So, um, you know, that I saw in this market and we've just been working, developing it every summer, making it better, finding new ways to market it, finding new ways to reach new clients, offering new products like camp, offering adventure paddle tours with mm-hmm. that are exclusively led by me. Nice. So yeah. So that's some of the sort of background. And have you ever thought about taking it out of the country? I said, you know, you've been to the Caribbean islands. Have you ever like expanded your company outside the U.S.? We have. We were in Rincon, Puerto Rico for about two years. Uh, Then sadly, Hurricane Maria hit Puerto Rico and it definitely made it a bit like an impact. Yeah. So um, we sort of closed up from there. And so that was like the first foray into Paddle Diva being more global. It's a funny business in that um, there's so many small paddleboarding shops around that for me to kind of break into a new market, it's already, there's already businesses doing what I do. Yeah. And um, so what we've found and what we've really settled on is that Paddle Diva is exclusively in the Hamptons and in nice. and, and possibly this winter, in Palm Beach County. Nice. It has to be in high net worth areas in order for it to be really successful. So do you have any um, competition in the Hamptons or were you kind of the first one to kind of like dabble in the paddle? Yeah, I was the first one who started. And then it was really funny. I made it look so easy that a lot of my clients that I trained went on and thought, oh, well, I'm going to try to do paddleboarding. So I had a lot of competition in the first three years or four Mm -hmm. years. Yeah. But I've shown staying power and a lot now there's very little competition. There's really only one paddleboarding place that people come to in the Hamptons. Nice. That's me. I mean, there's some other ones. Yeah. I'm pretty much the one that people go, oh yeah, you want to go paddleboarding? Go to Paddle Diva. So yeah, it's minimal competition at this point for me, which is kind of nice. Can you share like any memorable like customer stories or feedbacks that you've gotten from people? Sure. Um, I have had a lot of fun because I do have a nice celebrity client base. (laughs) So I've had a lot of fun taking some celebrities out and I'm not allowed to talk about all of them, Mm -hmm. but some of the celebrities that you can see, because if you just Google it, it's um, like right up there. (laughs) Yeah, it's right up there. But I have had a lot of fun taking Bethany Frankel and Frederick when she was doing dollar listing. I was on a segment on their show where they came to Paddle Diva and they went paddling and they had some fight, some argument. <laughs> oh, no. And then, you know, she like pushed them off the board and, you know, it was cute. <laughs> so I would say that was one memorable moment. And then the other memorable moment, which was funny though, was um, Summer House, Summer Share. Summer oh, House. really? Oh yeah. Yes. They are in the Hamptons too. They're in the Hamptons too. And they came to me and they said, we want to do a full segment with you and our, our you know, our, all the, you know, paddle, like our, you know, our group's going to go paddling. And this was a business lesson for me because they said, listen, normally I get paid to do that because it's yeah. work. They said, we're not going to pay you. We just promised we're going to have like, you have a lot of exposure on the show. And I was like, oh, oh that's interesting. That's, I was like, all right. So if I get a lot of exposure, I guess that works. Turns out 
and this is stuff, you know, it you can't really fight it once it's been done. Yeah. But it turns out they didn't really even use the segment. <laughs> so it's like they kind of just like were like, yeah, we'll we'll put you in, we'll put you in, we'll put you in. And then it's like, oh well, there's no paddle diva on the show. Yeah. Well, it was they were paddle boarding, but it wasn't they cut all of the funny parts where I'm teaching them and they're falling in. And it just focused in because two of the cast members were having this big heart to heart moment that I guess happened on the paddleboard. So <laughs> zoomed in on that. And that was the whole segment was about that. So it was kind of funny. How is it? Like, I guess, like you said, you have a lot of like celebrity client based. How is it like filming shows? Are you, does that usually take like kind of like a three hour type of lesson? Like yes. you kind of have to like yes. make more time for people like that. Yeah. And we're really good at this at Paddle Diva. I'm extremely good at like, if they say what shot they want or how they want to get the shot, I can do it really well with them. Um, Cause you know, I get what they need. Like paddleboarding is kind of boring. You're just kind of paddling along, standing on a board. So I know how to keep them close to shore and get them yeah. to come in at the camera and I can yeah. stand the cameraman in a certain spot and say, all right, you're going to stay there. I'm going to take them out, you know, and like, they, oh, and it, so, yeah, I'm pretty good at getting the footage that they want. Oh, nice. So when you first, like you said, you had starting in the Hamptons, do you have like a vision for the next 10 years you see for Paddle Diva? I see Paddle Diva expanding within the Hamptons in that we're just going to continue to grow our client base yeah. and continue to offer more services. So we're going to expand our camp a bit more because mm -hmm. we're in this new location that is so nice. It's 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 a marina and it's very oh, nice. close to the water. So you're like two steps, you're in the water and it's a great air atmosphere for kids. So we're going to expand into the more of a kid offering we're going to expand and be doing more kayaking because we're so close to the water. It's just yeah. so easy to get kayaks in and out. We're going to continue doing paddle boarding. So I think I see myself expanding even more into the Hamptons and just growing in this. This is like the most, yeah, you know, dense population in the summer to make a lot of money. And then yeah. I don't have to work the rest of the year. <laughs> there you go. So do you, how do you find like, like, yes, like teachers in this? Like, do you... Are you like hiring teachers or is this more like a family base where it's like you and the same two other people? Uh, good question. At first, Paddle Diva was just me and it was exhausting. And I would work nine, 10, 11, 11 12, 12 hours one, back to back. And then I would go home to my two little kitties. Um, and, you know, so it was it was it was a lot. So what happened is I quickly hired what I first started doing was I hired like assistants and I was hiring lifeguards who had been sort of disillusioned working inside the town of East Hampton because they weren't making as much money yeah. and uh, or weren't making enough money and I was able to offer a lot more money so I was working with sort of these kind of hunky guys and, <laughs> um, it was funny because I was getting all these really cute lifeguards so for a while I had a really cute clientele <laughs> yeah I, it was very funny it's now since shifted and I am now a master trainer through an, an association called the Academy of Surfing Instructors out of Australia. So nice. I now like certify instructors. Okay. And it's a three-day program and it's really intense, but that, so I've moved, that was like, you know, 10, 10, 12 years ago that there was nobody was certifying. There was yeah. no such thing as a certified stand-up paddle. Yeah. Um, so who I was using as long as they were lifeguards and I taught them how to paddle, how to do it. Yeah. But now I have this incredible staff. I have about eight people who work for me. They train with me in the beginning of the season 
often I have an incredible employee retention. Everybody comes back to me. Nice. So it's lucky for me because I tend to have a lot of amazing flow with my employees coming back, working for me. When I lose one, I train another one up. I keep them for two or three summers. So there's, it's not the Gina show anymore. In fact, <laughs> it's rare you get me on the water. Normally I'm, I'm not on the water as much. I'm, I'm, I'm behind the scenes. You behind the scene work. So you started with a one man show and it. Exactly. exactly. What would you tell yourself um, something that you didn't know, like before getting into this industry? Like, did you wish you knew something beforehand or did you pretty much like, you're pretty happy about learning the process through it all? I think the one thing I wish I knew before I sort of jumped into this was how slow things happen, mm -hmm. and how long it takes to get yourself to where you want to be in business. Um, I am, you know, a lot of people have this thought that like, you know, and I think it's, you know, it's, it's just what's going on now. Like, oh my God, I heard my friend, you know, he's selling so-and-so and he's a billionaire now. Like, yeah, that, you know, like hard work pays off but it's hard work to get yep. you where you want to go it's slow I, like slowly yeah and I wish I had known that because sometimes there were summers where I would really lose patience and I'd want to like like I'd say I'm not I'm not doing this next summer it's too much I can't do it I can't do yeah. it but you know I'm glad that I stuck to it because now I'm kind of in the cruise mode yeah I feel like with like the travel agent even doing my side part like yeah like, like the clientele it just takes time just to build your clientele and yep. how did you market that like when you started so small were you like always on social media I mean oh I don't know God, you said so 15 years ago so like yeah no I came from I forgot I, I was going to mention after my Caribbean stint I moved back to New York and I worked in sales and marketing I worked in business development inside a huge branding shop called Siegel and Gale which was owned by a giant holding house yeah and so I worked in business development also for a French design package design company. So I was always, I was in business development. So I learned a lot of writing skills, a lot of marketing skills, because in order to like get a client, like one of my first clients that I brought to the company was Toys R Us for their first website wow. redesign. So when they had that first generation website, you probably weren't even. <laughs> yeah. I told you um, that was a while ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, we took it from that and I sold them to do an e-commerce website. And that was my first client that I brought into Siegel and Gale. And it was an amazing client. Um, but, uh, you know, you learn a lot about business development and how to sell and how to market. And so I was able to apply that to my own business. And what you have with a lot of the water sports companies and water sports businesses is it's people who are athletic like myself and water sports people, but they don't have the marketing behind them. Yeah. But like I they kind of just marketing. make it without any thinking. Yeah. So what made the difference with my brand and my business is the first thing I did is I built my own Microsoft office website. Wow. Way back when. And I had this little website and I remember I had all <laughs> these little ideas, like I'm going to feature one of my 10 clients. Cause I had about 10 when I started as diva of the week. And I'm going to put oh. on the website. And then they're going to tell their friends to look at themselves up on my website. And that's how I'm going to get more people to my website. Perfect. So it's these like little viral tricks. I mean, I, there wasn't even Facebook back then. There, yeah. I used a flip phone. I mean, like this is my, this is my D pillar, but it always reminds <laughs> me of my old flip phone. I used to have a flip phone and that's my business started with a flip phone. That's crazy. And, and when people wanted to buy cards for me, I had a little hole punch. I'd be like, okay, <laughs> But, you know, and I remember my first credit card machine went like, you know, like, oh, wow, they put their credit card like in from a, the movies, like the old. Way. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you got, I mean, and I remember the first time a client said, you take Venmo. And I was like, Venmo. <laughs> I don't know about Venmo. So anyway, it's, um, you know, it was a very slow burn. It was, yeah. it was slow, you know, it was very viral. That is how my business started. And the other trick that I did was because I, what I was doing was so unique. I can't, I did my own PR. So I contacted the East Hampton Star, our local newspaper, yeah. Newsday, Long Island's local newspaper. Um, I, I contacted so many outlets and I got a lot of press. So nice. it was like a mix mixture of doing my website, eventually getting on Facebook. That was like three years after I started the business. Wow. Then, you know, getting a lot of press and it was just word of mouth. That's crazy. And email blasts, email blasts. Email blasts. So do you like have like a little shop in the Hamptons or do oh, you yes. or mostly like a, like an online based thing? No, I have the cutest. <laughs> She's like, I have the cutest place ever. I have the cutest place ever. It's been an evolution because one of my places that I worked out of first, I was in a marina and I had a building a spot inside the building, but that, that lease ran out. And so I found this new marina where I rented a container that's mm -hmm. a 12 foot by uh, no eight feet by 20 foot wide container that nice. we built out with like doors and windows. We hang our paddles on it. People walk up to it. It's really cool. So I'll make sure I send you a picture. Cause that's, yeah. that's, that's the coolest thing about my business now is I'm also self-sufficient. Like literally I could pack up that container and ship it anywhere. That's so crazy. I know we were talking about the expansion of Paddle Diva and where it's going. Well, who knows? Maybe, maybe I will get a wild hair yeah. and I'll create little mini Paddle Divas inside containers and start shipping them out. <laughs> Do you like sell paddle boards or like, is it like kind of like you have to rent them to for your clients or your clients has to bring their own in. How do you kind of do that? Well, because we're equipment. such a market. Yeah, we are primarily rental. And when people sign up for a lesson, they get a board. Very rarely do people bring boards. Most of the time, people don't have the boards. They're yeah. so heavy. Paddle boards about 25, 30 pounds. Yeah. So we do sell boards, but it's not really, you make more money in service than you do in sales. So yeah. I do sell boards, but my primary, primary rental is, is service. And, um, you know, rental boards go for like up here, it's cheap. I'm sure in places like Florida and lower it's not, but you know, $50 an hour and people are constantly coming and just renting and taking off. So you're saying for the next like vision, you would probably stay in the Hamptons. You probably wouldn't expand to anywhere else like in the state. I mean, not unless somebody's dying to have this brand and business and there's like the right location, yeah. client base, more than likely. I mean, I could see franchising if somebody was dying to have this pre-formulated yeah. like, plan, I could easily send it out. Like I said, I could stuff a shipping container and you know, it would probably cost somebody, I don't know, 25, 30 grand to start up a business, but you know, yeah. it could, it could be, it's a possibility. Yeah. Um, like it's always out there if you really wanted to do it. Oh yeah. I'm not like closed off to opportunity. Yeah. The opposite. Have you ever like experienced like bumps when you were first starting like this? And what would you tell people if they want to start a business overall, not even just like in the paddleboarding, but just like starting a company, like, like you said, you started so young, like what were the bumps that you had to go through and what would your advice be to people? Uh, never give up. Just never give up. Just keep your head down and work. When you see competition. Just work, keep pushing. It's come from a place of abundance. I always <laughs> say that. Like 
there is no competition. I come from such, there's, there's enough business for all of us. Yeah. So I don't really think of a lot of competition around me. Um, you know, when I, I had some zoning issues with our local town yeah. um, and rather than let that flat me, I just put my head down and I worked and I, I, I overcame the, the town's objections to my location and, and, and made it happen. You know, and I also followed my passion. I'm really passionate about what I do. So I didn't want to stop bringing people to the water. Yeah. So you had that skill. Yeah. And that belief that if you bring people to the water, it will change their perspective, the perspective for the day. I mean, there's yeah. a saying that says, what um, a nice beach, like you, you paddleboard right on Hamptons beach. There's nothing exactly. wrong with that. Like, and you're going to, yeah, you're going to leave feeling elevated. There's just, it's scientifically proven that being on in near or under the water elevates your mood. And so my, I guess my one thing I would say to anybody in business development or anybody who's trying anything is just don't give up. Just look up and keep going. Like just, just keep going. Keep pushing. Yeah. Keep pushing. Even when it feels like it's, it's too hard. You just got to keep going. So what type of socials do you have? Are you guys going to dabble in the TikTok kind of industry? Like, do you have someone that does your socials or like? Yes, yes, yes. I manage my own Instagram and my own Instagram story, which is like my, my favorite thing is my Instagram story. <laughs> I don't even, half the people who watch it aren't even paddleboarders. It's like, it's so funny. I have about, I don't have a lot of views, but I do have a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, we're on TikTok, but it's, it's not, I would not say I'm a TikTok influencer. <laughs> I'm really prolific in Facebook because nice. I was on Facebook when it first came out. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, Paddle Diva has its own channel on Facebook and then I have my own Gina Bradley. Yeah. I think, you know, I'm tapped out at whatever it is, 5,000 Paddle Diva is a business. So it's unlimited, like limitless yeah. how many you can have. Um, I have a YouTube channel with a lot of videos that are up. Nice. I will tag all this below for yeah, everyone. It's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I have a lot of stuff and I get a lot of nice feedback from people. I mean, you know, my, my feed is, um, you know, pretty, pretty well developed. I mean, I keep it pretty consistent. Like I don't put mm -hmm. pictures of my kids up on my feed. I keep it very consistent to paddle diva. My story yeah. is a little more personal. Um, <laughs> and what else? You know, I have a great website. I have a great backend partner who does all my booking called Fair Harbor. Nice. And um, so, yeah, no, I'm definitely very involved in social media. Although the problem is, is for me in the winter, I'm not really paddleboarding. So it drops out. Drops down a little comes bit. Yeah. I have staff that help me make the funniest videos. So and then a lot of people get enjoyment. And then we start having fun doing all kinds of goofy things. You'll see, if you look at my reels, you'll see that we have. A yeah. Lot of so fun. I'll tag everything down below for everyone of all your information. Cause I'm sure there's a lot of people that vacation in the Hamptons and would love to go paddle boarding. I mean, yeah. who love of Hamptons beach? Like, yeah, no, it's so fun. It's so beautiful. We are, we're so, it's so bucolic. That's the other issue is it's really hard to, um, recreate what we have here in the Hamptons. Like yeah. for four years, Paddle Diva was in the Boca Raton Resort and Club down in Boca Raton. This oh, wow. old historic, you know, sprawling like 10 acre yeah. property. Um, and I was just taking people paddling like in the intercoastal on Lake Boca. And it's definitely not as inspiring as like, like leaving from my Paddle Diva Center and you'll see Blue Heron, you'll see egrets, you'll yeah. see swans, you know, the inner, you know, so that's it's hard it. to compete with what you have now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. This is so fun. I and love I, entrepreneurship. Oh. I always say 
you know, anybody who ever reaches out to me for help, I never say no. So if any of your listeners want any kind of help with starting up or questions or inspiration, they can always email me. I'm very accessible. Beautiful, Gina. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I am me. There you go. Well, I will link all of her stuff down below, but thank you guys for tuning in for BS with Bella and we'll see you next week. Bye. This Jersey girl has no filter.